Okay. <clears throat> Hello, guys. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, in this episode, we have one of my good friends, Omar. Omar has been a very good friend of mine for how many years now? Uh, 2008. That's 12 years. Jesus. So I've met him. <laughs> I met him in secondary school or, well, middle yes right? middle school yeah middle school mm-hmm. and yeah we've been friends ever since i've tricked him into thinking and got hit by a car <laughs> but today we'll be talking about his journey into buddhism his experiences leading onto it as well as the philosophy behind it omar so would you like to introduce yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay uh mungkin gua tambahin dikit kali ya uh, yeah. the reason why I'm grateful, maybe, mm-hmm. for our friendships. Itu karena... Tapi ini, I'm being serious. Thank you, thank you. Karena, maybe the fact that we... Like, we met in a... I would say, crucial... Crucial phase, maybe, in crucial our phase. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in middle school. Mm. Yeah, growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty crucial phrase, especially going through adolescence. You know, you have loads of changes in yourself and in your mind, and you're kind of opening up to the world a bit more. And yeah, true, true. <clears throat> like especially like you coming from a very different background. See, so yeah. remember kaya, when Zaka like introducing himself like in front of the class. <laughs> I thought like this guy is coming from. Like in Jakarta, we have this school called uh, British International School. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So like there was a rumor like there's this one new guy from British. So I thought he's from British International School. Yeah. But actually, like <laughs> literally from the UK. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I learned a lot like from you. Oh, thanks, man. Me too. And I think yeah, that that what makes our relationship special in a way. Yeah, definitely. Like I didn't really know a lot about Indonesia, and especially the social cues. You know, like how you speak to people, kind of the kind of jokes and stuff like that. I was a little bit, you know, confused, especially when I was growing up. And yeah, I think the things I've learned back then really stuck with me because and it kind of helped me as well because it kind of i don't know made made me feel a bit more like i'm indonesian even though i've been living in in the uk for quite a long time so i i'm definitely <laughs> grateful for that mar 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 <laughs> mar 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 <laughs> so umar <laughs> yes so tell us about yourself i mean like what are you doing now okay so um Right now, yeah. uh, still learning and like still trying to find a job mm-hmm. uh, as a graphic designer. Yeah, this is quite funny though, because you from 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 like a sort of a businessy background, you went into a graphic design. Though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I don't know, yeah, it's not exactly it's not exactly surprising because I remember you drawing up like really different animations in school. So congrats, man. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, see, but yeah, that's true. So I finally decided to switch mm. the design world. Okay, is because eh, gua memang udah tertarik di design. Iya, iya. Dari kebetulan tahun ini ada pandemi dan banyak you know free time. Yeah. Jadi gua bisa belajar design yang tadinya nggak ada waktu sama sekali and then apa ya hmm. uh, the the fire kayak spark up lagi loh kayak yeah yeah you got your creative <laughs> yeah creative bones and coming. then voila I'm here no yeah bagus lah I'm I'm glad you did and you followed your dreams because you know we're still young fuck it why not you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also running an e-commerce business on the side yes. Kayak Gojek dong. Gojek itu e-commerce bukan ya? Gojek uh, is a bit of a combination sih sebenarnya. Uh, Tapi <laughs> kayak for my business, it's actually like specifically retail business. So mm. e-retail business? Yeah. Well, yeah. E-retail business. E- yeah. 
kayak Amazon gitu kan. Mm-hmm. So will you have your own website? How's that gonna play out? Yeah, I have my own website and nice. essentially I belum launching sih sebenarnya. Uh-huh. Di kayak soon. Okay guys. Yeah, well. I'm still like gathering and creating content mm. right now. Okay. Yeah, well. And then soon enough. What is it gonna be called? www.omar.com. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> It's um, actually www.barigata. Barigata. Barigata. Mm-hmm. Barigata.co. Is that is that thank you in Japanese, isn't it? <laughs> It's at you. Bedum bedum bedum. Tambahin sound effects. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Barigata. Where does the? Itu namenya dari mana? Jadi it's actually um, <coughs> varigata is a botanical term mm. for uh, have you heard like variegated plants? Pernah dengar? Jadi tumbuhannya itu sebenarnya dia itu kayak mutation gitu loh. Oh, kayak brokoli dong. Mm. Brokoli kan mutation. Ya ada ada <laughs> yellow yellow colornya kan. Mm. Biasanya biasanya kan kayak in a plant kayak natural tendensinya tuh hijau. Gak ada warna yellow sebenarnya. Yeah. Tapi because of genetic mutations, ah. makanya bisa ada warna kuning itu. Nah, ah. itu tuh term for that plant, itu namanya variegated plant. Hmm. Nah, kenapa variegated plant? Karena the brand story uh, of my business itu, we we sell household items, like uh. small household items. That are mutated. That are, <laughs> that are termnya quirky and unique. Gitu. Okay, variegated. Quirky and unique, and uh, definitely not mutated, guys. So that's a very good thing, right? And so, like, I'm the middle child. I have two brothers and two sisters. Yeah, she's um, middle child. Mm, How does that feel? And bro? I mean, it's okay. It's a bit like. Chaotic sih tapi dulu mm. I remember Yeah but I grew up in a How do I say A very strong Islamic culture Yeah Because I also I also study In Islamic school For nine years in total Yeah that's how we met Yeah <laughs> Itulah Itu yeah. my short intro Pretty. Yeah I mean it's, it's quite a big difference you know From being a Muslim all your life To coming Buddhist and it's also a pretty brave move because you're being true to yourself and it doesn't matter what society would say like it probably must be pretty hard well done for having the balls to do it man but also why did you transition was there like a post-traumatic event that kind of made you feel like ah, uh, you know this isn't working out for me or was it kind of like methods that helped you out more in your day-to-day life or was this just kind of like frustration the fact that it didn't really make sense to you Hmm. Kalau mikirinnya sih sebenarnya baru-baru ini sih hmm. kayak tahun 2019. Hmm. Tapi kayak gua memang tertarik dengan Buddhism itu dari SMA. Dua SMA. Hmm. Ya waktu gua SMA tuh gua udah mulai tertarik. Kenapa ya tapi? Karena gua suka the idea of Buddhism as a way of life karena yeah, yeah. waktu SMA itu gue baru ketemu teman gue yang backgroundnya dari Buddhism maksudnya hmm. backgroundnya tuh ya kayak dia Buddhis gitu hmm. dan gue baru belajar dari dia ternyata oh lu Cocok itu juga. <laughs> <laughs> ya kayak lu gak perlu gimana ya in a way gak perlu convert yeah. convert itu cuma kayak apa ya It's kayak seremonial aja sih. Mm-hmm. Tapi okay. kayak lu bisa aja kayak jadi Buddhism as long as you practice the teachings gitu. Yeah, you don't need to officially say, oh yeah, I've converted. You know, it's more of a if you are practicing it, then it's kind of that. I mean, Buddhism is more practical thing, isn't it? Like compared to, I guess, the free religions. Well, the three big religions, you know, like Islam, Judaism, and um, <clears throat> Christianity. Like, mm. it seems to me that Buddhism is a little bit more practical. And it's not really about kind of... Correct me if I'm wrong, though. It's not really about 
who you believe in and what stories you believe in, but it's about the practicality of what you do and how you are thinking, you know? Is is that true? True. Do, do, do you reckon that that was, that was a big turning point as to why something like Buddhism makes more sense to you? Oh, to me? Yeah. Mm, I guess it is, see. Like, mm. especially being a skeptical person ya. Jadi hmm. memang gua itu orangnya in nature tuh skeptis gitu. Hmm. Gua benar-benar kaget. Hmm. Kaget waktu pertama kali mulai belajar in depth gitu ya hmm. tentang Buddhism ketika gua tahu si Siddhartha himself, you know, Siddhartha mm-hmm. Gautama, dia bilang ada we have this saying in Pali language namanya ehi pasiko. What does that mean? Ehipasiko itu artinya come and see yourself. Mm, so he actually instructed us not yeah. to yeah. kayak do the, I mean like practicing by blind faith, you know. Mm-hmm. Kayak lu harusnya kayak skeptis, lu harus yeah. cobain dulu gitu the teaching itself, baru kayak lu percaya gitu. Iya yeah, iya. Yeah, Jadi yeah. itu yang gua suka. Bagus juga sih, tapi Was there kind of like a point where you're like, you know what, I'm fully going to commit to this way of life, this way of thinking, I'm fully going to commit to Buddhism? Or is it more kind of like a slow transition? Because I, I know that you've practiced like the, some philosophies of Buddhism, but was there like a time where it was just like, yep, this is me, definitely, I'm going to be following this, this works for me. And was that recent? Like, was that in... The 2019 that you were telling us about, or yeah, the change itself is recent, kan? In mm. 2019, yeah. But overall, it was more of a slow transition, see, before mm. I settled with Buddhism, specifically Thera- Theravada Buddhism. Okay. Beda bedanya dengan Buddhism lain apa aja ya? So, like the the, the, the big, big differences. The big differences, yeah. Hmm. Jadi in Theravada Buddhism itu, jadi gini zak. Gue lebih jelasin ke differences between the two two major branches of Buddhism aja ya. Yeah yeah. Okay. Jadi so. ada dua. Ya yang paling besar itu kan Mahayana namanya hmm. sama Theravada. Mm-hmm. Jadi sebenarnya teachingsnya hampir mirip, cuman bedanya in in the belief aja sih jadi kalau Mahayana itu belief they can achieve enlightenment mm-hmm. and then jadi gimana approachnya itu lebih dia mau bantu orang-orang untuk achieve enlightenment gitu okay jadi Whereas helping other people achieve enlightenment <coughs> and enlightenment Okay, and and the other one would be just more focusing well, on themselves. Uh, yeah, Theravada tuh more on themselves gitu sih. Lebih ah, fokusnya sampai dia bisa achieve this apa ya? We call it arahat. Jadi lu praktis sampai bisa jadi arahat. Mm-hmm. Baru abis dari situ tuh lu boleh kayak teach, teach other others. people. Yeah, karena when you become an arahat, you've reached nirvana. Itu, In a way, yeah, you're like a living nirvana kalau mm. udah arahat gitu sih. Tapi ya, by becoming an arahat, that mm. means kayak your mind is very pure. Jadi kalau lu ajarin other people tuh lebih apa ya, lebih guaranteed lah bisa dibilang. Yeah. But um, how about like the teachings such as the Four Noble Truths, you know, and stuff like that? Is, is, is that the same thing in both sides? Uh, it is the same, same, hmm. same thing. But for you, you took one over the other. And why was that? Is it because you wanted to kind of more focus on yourself, or was there like a um, kind of influence? Itu iya. Um, untuk fokus ke diri gue sendiri itu iya. Yeah. Sama juga the fact that um, gue itu diintroduce. Hmm. Buddhism itu yang pertama kali with kayak Theravada traditions gitu sih. That's why ah. kayak. Ah, oke. Okay. Yeah. 
So you've grown up in Indonesia, which is a dominantly Muslim country. You've had a very Islamic upbringing with your family and also your environment. Could you tell us your experience growing up in this kind of environment and also how that led to your decision that you have made about Buddhism? Hmm, jadi ya memang gue itu kan dibesarin di keluarga yang background Islamnya kuat dan juga ditempatkan untuk belajar di sekolah Islam kan yang tadi gue udah bilang 9 tahun. Nah, jadi kalau ceritanya itu mungkin ya yang gue bisa ingat dari gue kecil itu waktu gue kecil itu gue kind of I didn't have a connection with God yeah. itu tuh waktu waktu gue kecil tuh gue bingung banget karena kecil kecil ini pas pas kapan pas SMP SMA atau SD waktu SD ini SD waktu zaman zaman hmm. gue SD ah. oh iya yeah. jadi maksudnya gue nggak ada koneksi dengan Tuhan itu sangat membingungkan buat hmm. gue karena either itu di rumah atau di sekolah iya. kayak gue tuh diajarin untuk mencintai dan menyembah Tuhan gitu loh iya ngerti ngerti kayak your faith has been predetermined and if you sway from that path you'll get shunned by society as well as your family you know and with that it's a little bit difficult to kind of nurture your faith towards God or whatever because you have this pressure or you have this expectations set upon you already since birth, you know? Ya, yeah, itu. Plus juga maksudnya, gue udah coba gitu. Waktu mm. waktu dulu tuh, gue coba, Zat. Kayak atlet tuh, <laughs> communicate, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kayak, waktu gue kecil loh, gue beneran gue ingat, gue eksperimen, gue mau coba komunikasi dengan Tuhan dan pikiran gue. Iya, yeah, iya. Yeah. Tapi, yang gue dapetin tuh cuma... sunyi gitu loh kayak nggak ada apa-apa <laughs> silence gitu iya iya dan it's agak aneh juga soalnya sometimes you hear stories about people connecting to God and then they oh. are given a sign you know or a signal like oh you know this must be the work of God or sometimes they see you know nature and its beauty then they go oh you know there must be a God some people claim to have felt that felt a connection with God or felt a contact with God but someone who has tried to kind of reach out to God you kind of concluded that there was really no conclusion to the reaching out of God so what was your comment on like what do you think on the people who have had like godly or holy experiences and them talking about it wah ini menarik sih ini <laughs> ini bisa another session lagi sih <laughs> tapi I'm not exactly finding one specific answer. It's more kind of like a discussion. Ah, uh, jadi gini. Uh, kalau buat gua, yeah. Later when I grow up, waktu gua gede, gua baru bisa experience itu. Hmm. J- tapi kayak I was looking at it with different perspective aja. Mungkin orang kalau mereka punya belief in God, yeah. Yang mereka perceive that as God. Yeah. Tapi kalau f- what I think. Jadi mm-hmm. my thoughts ini bisa disimplify dengan satu lagu sebenarnya Reza. <laughs> satu lagu. Oke. Okay. Iya benar dengan lirik. Nah, lagunya ini Justin Bieber bukan. Judulnya You. <laughs> <laughs> Apa ya? Lagunya itu judulnya Pink Matter. Nothing. By Frank Ocean. Nothing matters. Pink Matter. Oh, Pink Matter. Frank Ocean. Ah, oke hmm. oke. Okay, okay. Why is that? Nah, by Frank Ocean di albumnya dia yang channel Orange. Yes. Nah, jadi kalau kalau lu bedah liriknya ya. Yeah. What do you think my brain is made for? Is it just a game for the mind? This great gray matter, tuh kan? Yeah. Nah, abis itu next line ya. Tu dia bilang, Sensei replied, What is your woman? Is she just a container for the child? Ya kan? Yeah, nah, I remember the next part sini, about Majin Buu, right? Yeah, Captain Candy, Majin Buu. Oh, oh, oh. Kenapa yeah, Majin Buu? Nah, itu ya mungkin gara-gara dia pink aja ya. <laughs> tapi intinya yang bikin gua kayak pertama kali kaget gimana mm. ya? Ya, in a way kayak got interested itu by the use of word sensei di sini. Sensei. Why, what is your woman? Soalnya ceritanya kan ini 
kayak si Frank itu kan lagi kontemplasi gitu kan hmm. dia lagi mikirin uh, sebenarnya gunanya otak gue tuh buat apa sih yeah. apakah itu cuma buat container for the mind terus tiba-tiba ada figur sensei ini tuh keluar dia nanyain kayak what is your woman kayak uh. wanita tuh buat lu tuh apa apakah isi just a container for the child apakah di kayak ya container buat anak lu gitu nah sensei ini kalau ini in my point of view ya yang ini yang menurut gua the figure of misalnya orang punya connection with God itu ya hmm. sama nih experience-nya tuh kayak gini jadi tuh sebenarnya itu conscience lu gitu itu kayak sosok, sosok. ideal lu gitu loh ya figur ideal lu yang ngebimbing lu to you know rightness or wrongness gitu. So so you're saying your mind is your character that that chooses what's right and wrong? Yeah. Okay. A part of the mind. A part of the mind. Ah okay. But who is the sensei then? Ya itu a part of It's a Frank part of Ocean's mind. mind. Ah. <laughs> so when you refer to pink matter, Frank's ocean pink matter, you're saying that this was one of your experiences when you were trying to reach out for God or when i was faced with the dilemma see yeah but then how how did it help you in the dilemma do you know what i mean okay jadi kalau misalnya kita balikin lagi ya ke yeah. cerita gua tadi waktu kecil yeah. objektifnya waktu gua kecil tuh gua pengen tahu kalau kayak tuhan ini tuh beneran ada atau enggak sih yeah. gitu kan pertanyaannya yeah. yeah jadi waktu itu tuh gua i decided to get an experiment mm-hmm. jadi <laughs> <laughs> ini rada rada sensitif ya tapi mohon maaf nih sebelumnya jadi in a way gua coba buat challenge God gitu loh soalnya gua tuh nggak denger apa-apa dari dia gitu yeah, di yeah. otak gua huh. jadi caranya gua challenge God itu di dalam pikiran gua was to kind of like make fun of him <laughs> terus kayak <laughs> nunggu sampai dia upset gitu hmm. jadi kayak kalau di misalnya kayak waktu gua make fun terus tiba-tiba pohon jatuh depan gua tuh kayak huh <laughs> kayak gua tuh bisa reassure myself loh kayak yeah. I can convince myself that God the existence of God is real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. from kayak, my own doings <laughs> yeah from my own doings kan from yeah. my experience tapi after I did all that stuff, kayak, it was still the same, kayak hmm. silent, bener-bener gak ada apa-apa. <laughs> Bahkan gue, waktu itu tuh gue sempat mikir, gue tuh kayak, mungkin gue kayak di, apa ya, kayak I was cursed, you know that, kayak <laughs> apa ya. <laughs> ya, mungkin gue kayak kerasukan setan atau apa, makanya gue gak bisa komunikasi dengan Tuhan gitu, tapi, ya ternyata gak sih, kayak gitu sih. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. <laughs> Tapi yang anehnya juga, I feel like they would link that somehow to being like, oh, you know, you just have to, you just have to wait, you just have to find out, you know, you, you like, you have to be patient because God has a plan, you know, like, what do you think of that, mm. you know, when people say God has a plan for you, you know, like, is, is there kind of like a similar saying in, or similar concept in Buddhism in a sense where like, oh, God has a plan, or the universe has a plan, or your destiny is predetermined. Hmm. Kalau lu ngomongin konteksnya itu faith, kepercayaan itu sebenarnya di Buddhism juga ada, tapi more to faith in the teachings. Jadi menurut gua tetap faith itu penting sih dalam artian gini loh. Ya dengan tadi sayings misalnya God has a plan. Mm-mm. menurut gua itu ngasih itu bisa generate positive kayak mental quality yeah. karena lu tuh lebih apa ya you, because you have more of a mental reinforcement with how events happen like you think back to the fact that because God is om- omnipotent omniscient and omnipresent you believe that no matter how things pan out it is the will of God and that is God's plan However, I think that people rely too much on this and therefore neglect the practice of being in uncertainty and relying on yourself to make the changes. Yeah, 
kalau in my perspective and your perspective kan hmm. gitu yeah. ya kan tapi ya mungkin for people with that faith hmm. ya dia maksudnya as a safety net mereka hmm. because the world is full of kayak uncertainties ya yeah. ya mereka mikir ya mungkin ya God has plan for me and hmm. I mean it's a good thing yeah. itu buat apa ya energi lu buat keep on moving forward gitu loh ya 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 I guess so but with with something like Buddhism because I know that for example there isn't a kind of like a central figure a sort of God And I know that you follow the teachings of Siddhartha. Siddhartha, sorry, maaf. Siddhartha. Um, you believe in his teachings, but you don't necessarily believe in him as the central figure or a godly figure that is all-knowing and omnipotent and omniscient. You know, mm. is that right? Betul. So, so uh, how do you think, because of this fact, you know, do you think that's a good thing or a, it's a little bit flawed? I mean. Pros and cons For me, ideally, the way Buddhism, the philosophy Buddhism, itu it suits me. Tapi hmm. kalau misalnya memang orang itu butuh figur Tuhan <laughs> untuk grow ya, as an individual, yeah. ya kayak I have no problem with that. Tapi for me, myself, yeah. yang suits me itu ya kayak gini gitu. But with living in somewhere like Indonesia, where... The majority of the population is Muslim, and mm. it can be quite difficult to have a different opinion, though. And when you were grown into Islam, and your family are still Muslim and stuff like that, how did you deal mm. with those changes? And your friends, or your parents, or your family, like, were they accepting of it? How how did they react to that? Jadi kalau ngomongin dari friends dulu ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very grateful for my closest friends sih. Kalau mereka sih, sebenarnya mereka kayak supportive. Even like some of them, itu kayak curious, got curious. Mm-hmm. Terus mereka mulai nanya-nanya tentang kayak Buddhism gitu. Yeah. Even though, kayak we have different faith now, mm-hmm. tapi kita masih bisa respect each other yeah. and learn from One another. That's why I'm grateful. It's beautiful. Nah, mm-hmm. tapi yang susah itu it's for my parents. Soalnya kalau the way I deal with my parents, initially I kept it as a secret until just recently sih sebenarnya awal tahun ini. Yeah. I finally confessed to them about my faith. That's difficult. Uh, was Yeah, it was very hard, not just for me, but also for them. Tapi, I think it was for the best, because I do not want to deceive them, to mm. see me as a Muslim, you know, yeah. as, as a Muslim for the rest of my life, you know. Yeah, I guess it's better to be truthful and frontal about things than, than be in the shadows about it. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people have different opinions on this, and in my opinion, I think it's a very good thing that you were frontal about it, and that you were truthful. But mm. let's say if you, if if you were to go on with care, going behind their backs on it, like, wouldn't it make them in a way happier? It itu dilema ya gua dulu sih za. Tapi it makes them happy, but For me myself, no, hmm. I'm not happy, gitu. Jadi memang ya harus ada di sacrifice sih, mau gak mau. Yeah. Dan, yeah, like I said before, it was for the best. Like, not just for me, for them juga. Gue gak mau deceive them any longer, gitu. Were they, were they happy, like, that you, you were being truthful? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, not really. They were disappointed. Ah, shit, man. Hmm. But why? Why did you ask why they were disappointed? Yeah, of course, lah. Kayak you know, like in Islamic culture, kan. Hmm. Especially as a parents, yeah. Yeah. Kayak, they have 
certain expectations yeah. on their children you know kayak yeah. apalagi kan kayak ya kan disebutkan misalnya kayak ketika orang tua meninggal kan yang salah satu yang bisa doakan ya mendoakan tuh kan kayak anaknya gitu kan tapi lu kan masih bisa doakan ya yeah, true <laughs> makanya ya tapi maksudnya gue ngerti sih coming from that culture kayak gue tahu dynamicsnya parents relationshipnya parents sama children di Islam itu kan kuat ya kayak itu kan di emphasize gitu yeah. makanya kayak gue ngerti kayak kenapa mereka itu kayak very disappointed in me do you think that's fair what do you mean it, do you think it's fair for them to kind of you know feel that way because you know this you you are living your own life and it's like they they should really kind of give you that kind of freedom of be able to think for yourself and if this is what you came into conclusion with then it's a good mm. thing though no color for me as a the yeah. way i try to compromise with them hmm. is to kayak gue bilang ke mereka kayak gue bakal belajar lagi tentang Islam tenang aja iya sebelum kayak soalnya kan sekarang gue belum bener-bener kayak convert kan iya in a if you look at it in a legal context gitu before that kayak gue bakal belajar lagi tentang Islam karena kalau kata Bruce Lee iya <laughs> kayak lu ambil baiknya aja discard what is useless gitu. exactly I do want to comment on taking in the good and discarding the bad thing though because with some religions you have to follow it exactly by the book and if you don't you're a bad person of that faith also with a lot of religions it starts with faith towards God first or whatever and everything would supposedly make sense afterwards belief itu kayak foundationnya gitu kan tapi understandable sih kayak your perspective Yeah, but in my opinion, I think when this happens, you will fill a lot of blanks in this world with God instead of reasoning with it, which can be an excuse for some people not to logically reason a situation. But also at the same time, I think what's wrong is how the people take in that information, take in the religion, and they make something so final and crucial, like you are going to go to hell if you do this and that you know hmm. and there is no hmm. kind of you can't question god because he is almighty omniscient being whereas something like buddhism is that you can question please question you know and then hmm. you will see for yourself or you will find your own meaning so you submit perfectly <laughs> in what way did buddhism and practicing it helped you in your life though? did it like solve any anxieties did it motivate you in life did it make you the person you wanted to become kalau for me ya the major thing is that I think it helped me the most with orienting my life yeah so in a way it gave me a sense of purpose in this life karena gue pernah on the other side of the extremes gitu loh gue pernah jadi kayak nihilist juga yeah For me, kayak gue ngelihatnya ini tuh kind of kayak the middle way gitu sih between the nihilist and mm. determin de- determinism. Mm. Interesting. Because um, the idea of Buddhism itself is that it yeah. too, it revolves around the law of cause and effects. Uh, jadi because of the law of cause and effects, kita itu we are held accountable for everything that mm. we do. Gitu loh. Instead of kayak misalnya in a kayak majority religion gitu ya, dimana yeah. misalnya kayak one particular thing tuh di ban gara-gara kayak it is sinful gitu, <laughs> ya kan? Yeah. Kalau kita tuh lebih kayak diajarin untuk kayak oke okay, sebelum lo ngelakuin ini, itu nanti efeknya tuh kayak gini loh, kayak itu desired outcome lo nggak sih? Yeah. Kayak gitu. What if it is your desired outcome? If you want to do something and then you think that this is going to be the outcome, do you want this? What if you want that? And what if that outcome is a negative thing? 
Nah masalahnya kan gini Zak Kayak in this world sebenarnya kan It's not always kayak black and white gitu loh mm-hmm. Kayak certain things tuh ada yang Kayak in the gray zone aja gitu loh yeah. Kalau kayak gini tuh gue selalu inget ceritanya ini loh Lu tahu ini gak Zak? Apa? Vedas Hinduism Di ceritanya Vedas ini Ada satu prince ini Zak Hmm. Satu prince ini dia itu orangnya tuh empatetik gitulah Kayak baik banget gitulah yeah. Bisa dibilang Nah jadi di ceritanya zaman itu tuh ada perang mm-hmm. Dia tuh sebenarnya nggak mau perang Kenapa? Karena ketika waktu di battle zone gitu ya Zab, yeah. Si prince ini tuh ngeliat di on the other side musuh-musuh dia itu Itu okay. tuh ada kayak uncle dia Ada guru dia yang lama Ada orang-orang yang dia kenal gitu loh. Jadi dia yeah. kayak facing moral dilema gitu loh. Dia tuh nggak mau ngebunuh orang-orang ini. Hmm. Tapi in a way kalau kalau nggak nggak berperang ini tuh nggak nggak mungkin kayak kayak outcome-nya tuh nggak bakal bagus buat the country gitu. What is nah, Jadi waktu dia facing this dilema hmm. itu kalau nggak salah ya Brahma ya Brahma itu turun kayak gatnya itu tuh turun. Hmm. Dia ngejelasin ke Prince ini, dia tuh bilang kayak lu tuh nggak nggak harus takut, nggak harus takut untuk berperang. Lu tuh yang penting kayak jalanin kayak your duty aja. The rest just live it gitu. Karena hmm. lu udah nggak ada other options lagi sekarang. Iya yeah, iya. Yeah. Kan kalau in Eastern tradition kan we are familiar with karma kan. Iya. Yeah. Even though kayak lu bakal dapat bad karma nih from kayak killing people. Yeah. Tapi on the other hand, ini yang gue tangkap ya. Hmm. Ya mungkin kayak di situ juga good karmanya itu bisa for the greater good, doing the best yeah. for the greater Jadi, good. Doing best for the greater good uh, itu sih moralnya. Oke, okay. but sometimes okay. the greater good Jadi, is is better kan? Hmm. It's a very as you say gray area, you know? Ya yeah, kan, itu kan kayak gray banget kan? Iya. Yeah. Jadi ya gitulah kayak desired outcome-nya tuh lu tuh nge-improving kayak The life of your country itu lo, tapi ya hmm. stepping stone-nya lo harus ngebunuh in a way ya orang-orang ini. Gitu. Your uncle and your sensei. The bigger question is, do you reckon that Buddhism as a general religion has changed over the years? Buddhism as a religion itself? Yeah, do you, do you think that there are changes in the sense where people has adapted, no, people has made it more adaptable in certain times? Menurut gue sih iya, karena hmm. Buddhism itu agamanya inklusif sih. Dalam artian kayak, sangat kayak eksklusif religion, kayak lu tuh harus kayak convert dulu baru lu bisa jadi Buddhism. Hmm. Nah makanya mungkin juga kenapa banyak branches dari Buddhism, misalnya kayak Buddhism dibawa ke Jepang jadi Zen, dibawa yeah. ke India jadi Mahayana, hmm. kayak gitu. Ah, yeah. Dia itu gampang blending sama kayak local cultures gitu loh, yeah. I believe. Nah, uh. nah ini juga kenapa kenapa gue tertarik sama Theravada karena in a way ini in my perception ya kayak yeah. Theravada itu yang masih lebih apa ya kayak uji-nya gitulah, uji <laughs> Buddhism gitu. In yeah. my perspective. Yeah, it's also a good thing because with the Theravada it It focuses more on looking in inwards rather than outwards, and mm. maybe it's less kind of dependent on external factors and kind of just looking inside yourself and kind of finding yourself out. What kind of answers have you gotten from Buddhism, or if if any answers at all? Yang major questions yang dulu tuh gue selalu tanyain ya. Yeah. Yang gue dapat dari Buddhism itu, it's about injustice. Injustice. So, um, mm-hmm. kalau kita trace back ke gue tuh berubah banget itu waktu gue high school sih. Yeah. Waktu gue SMA, kenapa? Karena waktu gue SMA itu gue ke-expose sama uh, different people coming from different backgrounds. Yeah. Jadi kayak perspektif gue tuh meluas gitu. Mm-hmm. Dan kayak, ya yeah, in a way gue... Kind of kayak get along with my friend and I see them as a person gitu loh kayak ya emang ada ada mungkin ada keburukannya ya tapi kayak yeah. overall ya mereka it's a good people terus kayak a question pop up 
in my mind. Yeah. Waduh kayak all of these good people. Yeah. Masa gara-gara mereka punya perbedaan di kepercayaan dengan kepercayaan gue mereka waktu kita udah meninggal masuk neraka gitu. Menurut yeah, gue kayak enggak adil banget mereka kan nggak nggak maksudnya mereka nggak hmm. punya pilihan juga in a way kayak gue kayak mereka lahir udah tiba-tiba jadi mungkin Kristen yeah, gara-gara yeah. orang tuanya Kristen. Yeah. Ada yang lahir tiba-tiba Katolik, ada yang lahir tiba-tiba Buddha. Masa yeah. mereka masuk neraka gitu aja gitu. Iya. Yeah. I think I have that kind of thinking as well. How is it fair if God is supposed to be all powerful, all knowing? Iya kan. Why why kenapa, is there such unfairness? Betul. Kenapa juga ada kayak anak baru lahir udah cacat? Hmm. Anak baru lahir hidupnya kayak miskin, susah. Yeah, Mau bener. berapa kali pun dia coba kayak tetap susah gitu. Yeah, exactly. If he's so powerful, Surely it's either it's either maybe two options. There isn't anyone there and we have just been created, you know, by chance, in my opinion anyways. Or he's very cruel <laughs> to the point mm-hmm. where he would like to see us suffer or maybe he wants to see how we get on. But even then, it's kind of just like you're not going to have a child if you know that you're not going to be able to take care of it properly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, True, though. Sorry, continue. Yeah, jadi jawabannya yang gua <laughs> ketemukan, yang yeah. gua temuin yeah. di Buddhism or in Eastern wisdom ya in general itu ya tadi sih yang gua bilang the law of cause and effect ini sih atau yeah. in another word karma ini sih. Jadi hmm. memang ya yeah, everyone is held accountable for their own karma gitu loh. Kalau yeah. ini in Eastern belief ya, jadi misalnya kayak ada anak baru lahir udah cacat atau anak baru lahir udah buntung itu ya memang in the past life mungkin dia hmm. generating kayak yeah. negatif karma gitu, yeah. makanya dia kayak gitu itu lahir-lahir. Yeah. Jadi ya, ya lo benar-benar fully responsible for yourself aja sih. Yeah. For me ya, up till now bisa dibilang it's still a belief. Kenapa? Yeah. Karena gue nggak punya experience langsung, kayak gue nggak bisa lihat past life gue gitu. Tapi kalau what I think about that, kayak rebirth in general ya, yeah. in kayak Theravada Buddhism. Nah yang bedain Theravada sama Hindu sama Jain ya, kan yeah. ini tiga agama tuh mirip-mirip sebenarnya kayak mm-hmm. kayak brothers and sisters gitu. Mm-hmm. Cuman yang bedain itu adalah the belief that there is no So kalau di Buddhism, because everything is impermanence, itu itu key key teachingsnya. So there is no soul. Mm-hmm. There is no eternal soul. Whereas in Hinduism and Jainism, hmm. kayak, they believe there is an eternal soul that kayak goes kayak from one life to another and another gitu gitu. Till they reach a point of enlightenment gitu. But in Buddhism, there is no eternal soul. Does that mean that when you are reincarnated, you are not the same? Is that not the same soul? Yes. Ah, so you will be changing forever, and the next reincarnation is it won't be you, but your reincarnation is dependent on who you were. True, in the karma that you have collected during mm. your previous lifetime. Tapi, yeah, in a way, it's not you. Kalau misal nih, kalau misalnya kita mm. jadi in sebuah perumpamaan ya jadi yeah. ibaratnya itu kayak gini Zat. jadi soul itu itu kayak kalau misalnya lu burn candle nih kan ada api itu nah apinya tuh kan lama-lama dia ngeburn candlenya kan sampai habis nih nah ketika udah mau habis lu ambil nih si candle yang udah mau habis ini lu light up another candle using that flame nah pertanyaannya itu flame-nya masih yang sama atau enggak gitu sih kalau kita jadiin perumpamaan Uh, so in a way we are as you would say impermanent doesn't it feel like that means that there really isn't any point in life in the sense where you know whether you do good or bad you're not going to be there gusipani <laughs> yeah lanjutin carry on like it takes away the the kind of notion that whatever you do in this life it doesn't matter because you're not going to be here later on anyways 
So mm. in, it's it's in a way it's kind of going going with atheistic kind of views. Hmm, ngerti ngerti banget. Kenapa? <laughs> Karena <laughs> waktu pertama kali gue belajar Buddhism, gue hmm. sempet ke fase itu sih, hmm. to be honest. Kayak gue sempet to the point kayak, hah? Jadi apa poinnya kalau semua itu impermanence? Ya. Yeah. Tapi as I learn more and more, sebenarnya kalau main objektifnya itu kan kalau di Buddhism is to reach nirvana ini kan, mm-hmm. the state of nirvana, yeah. where there is no no more the law of cause and effect ini. Nah, the way to do that, ini kita kasih perumpamaan lagi ya Zak ya. Jadi ibarat kayak tanaman gitu Zak. Kalau lu nanam nih, lu nanam pohon apa? Yang lu suka pohon apa, Zak? Rose bush. Rose bush ya, oke. Rose ini, untuk dia hidup, untuk yeah. dia thriving, itu butuh apa sih conditionnya yang harus dipenuhi, gitu. Water. Dia butuh soil, ya yeah, water, fertilizer maybe, ya kan? Yeah. In a way juga, itu perspektif human life in Buddhism. Jadi sebenarnya human life itu kalau ini in Buddhism perspektif ya, kayak mm-hmm. you are very lucky to be born as a human. Kenapa? Karena in the human human world atau human realm ya, there is a perfect combinations of pleasures and sufferings. In in Buddhism we also believe in heaven and hell. Jadi yeah. ada heaven and hell. Kalau misalnya lu generate nih kayak bad karma terus misalnya negatif karma, ya lu according to the law of cause and effects lu bakal born into that realm. Kalau lu born di situ, itu tuh it will be very difficult to practice the dharma, the wisdom, the teachings. Kenapa? Karena lu bakal kepikirannya suffer terus, lu suffering terus gitu loh. Iya. Yeah. Kalau kita akan reincarnated lebih beda dari kita sekarang, kenapa kita harus hmm. peduli? Karena kita akan ganti anyways. Hmm, karena ya tadi kalau misalnya lu praktis Buddhism, hmm. kan main objektif lu kan to reach nirvana ini. Mm-hmm. Nah to reach nirvana ini lu butuh praktis. Ada namanya threefold practice di Buddhism. Hmm. Practice of wisdom. Yeah. The practice of morality mm-hmm. and the practice of concentration. The ideal condition buat practice itu sebenarnya tuh in human world. Kenapa? Karena kalau di hell itu terlalu banyak suffering. Kalau di heaven terlalu banyak pleasures. Jadi lu nggak kayak nggak mik- <laughs> mikir buat escape dari the law of cause and effects itu. In yeah. a way, ini perceptionnya. Makanya the ideal uh, conditions, if you want to reach nirvana state itu, mm. is human life. Gitu, Zat. So, nirvana is the end of you. Kind of. The end of everything. The end of the law of cause and effects. Will you still exist? This is a very difficult question. Tapi, okay. kalau gua quoting from Mr. Siddhartha ya, <laughs> dia pakai perumpamaan lagi-lagi pakai candles lagi Zach, and hmm. flames. Okay. Ketika lu tiup nih flames di candle dia hilang, dia hilang kemana gitu? Dia tuh eksis atau enggak eksis sebenarnya? Kalau dia ditiup pasti <coughs> flame ini tuh itu hilang nggak? Hilang. Hilang. Iya. Yeah. Kenapa hilang? Karena ditiup. <laughs> Karena ditiup. Terus udah nggak ada lagi. Hilang. Iya. Nggak ada nggak ada lagi kan yeah. causesnya buat flame ini ignite gitu kan. Yeah. Buat the process of ignition. Yeah. Tapi in a way juga maksudnya kalau gue ngelihatnya itu persep in my perception ya lagi-lagi bukan hilang sih tapi cause-nya tuh udah hilang gitu. The cause of ya mungkin kalau di flame ini the cause of ignition ini ya. Kalau fire tuh butuh apa sih? Oksigen ya buat yeah. hidup. Mm-hmm. Habis itu ada ya ada energi yang buat si fire ini. Oksigen and then something to ignite it with, which is a burst nah. of energy. 
Iya, kalau gue lihat energinya tuh nggak hilang sih sebenarnya, nggak ah. legit kayak hilang ngerti nggak? Yeah, yeah, but the cause of ignition has been. Iya, yeah, tapi the cause sudah has been diminished gitu, udah hmm. udah nggak ada, makanya dia hilang gitu sih. But there's also like people who people who chose to stay even though they have attained nirvana to help others. Was that the ahat that you were talking about? Ah, itu itu yang gue bilang. That story is more familiar in Mahayana tradition ya. Yeah. Ah, okay. Orang-orang yang udah attain nirvana tapi in a way mereka balik lagi yeah. untuk ngebantu orang-orang gitu kan. Tapi si Mr. Siddhartha aja sendiri bilang kayak when you enter the state of nirvana itu you are neither exist or kayak non-existence gitu. Sure. The difficult things that kayak yeah. itu out of my kayak rationalities. Ah, okay. Intinya yang gue tangkep, gue nggak tahu ya apakah mereka bisa reborn lagi, yeah. apakah mereka masih berpikir kayak nggak tahu deh. Hmm, so it's just beyond existence and non-existence. Yeah. So you must be hmm. tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> what about explanations of the cosmos in Buddhism? What what does mm. the Theravada Buddhism say about being in different realms and what kind of different realms there are there? Okay, so in Buddhist cosmology, we can classify these realms into six parts. Jadi yeah. ada gods, mm-hmm. gods realms, the heaven, ada demigods. Ada human realms, yeah. ada animal animal realms, uh-huh. ada hungry ghost realms, hungry ghost realms, okay, and hell. Nah, and in each this realms itu nanti ada kayak uh, levelnya lagi zak. Jadi gods itu misalnya ada satu, dua, tiga, empat, lima, enam, tujuh Because of the rules of Buddhism, in a sense, where with your karma. Will you be able to ascend, jadi naik realm atau realmnya ke bawah gitu, gara-gara karma lo di di dunia itu yang that you in? Can you be in the spiritual god realm? Like, can you yes, end you up can. there? Ah. Jadi, hmm. as I said before, kayak heaven and hell itu ada in Buddhist belief system. Mm-hmm. But we don't aim to be in heaven or hell. Kenapa? Karena again, heaven and hell in kayak Buddhism. Mm-hmm. is still subject to the law of cause and effects. Yeah. So even though kayak the life on heaven itu yang gua tahu tuh kayak very extremely long Zach. kayak mm-hmm. bisa billion years. Mm. Billion billion. Years. Tapi still when your time is up, kayak mm-hmm. you will be reincarnated to other realms depending on your karma. But imagine if like all these religions in the in the world they're <laughs> their gods are just all chilling in the god realm and just like <laughs> who can get the most votes out here <laughs> they haven't they haven't been they haven't been taken out of the cause and effect and they're just chilling there mm. that's a possibility right true what if you want to just keep existing like even yeah, though not okay. even though The cause and effect still applies to you, but living in pleasure, like in intense pleasure, could be good. What's to say that yeah. maybe they just don't want to escape that? Kalau desired outcome lu memang itu ya, ya go for it. Ini makanya kenapa gue suka juga. Jadi si Om Om Sidarta, <laughs> si Sidarta yang utama. Yeah. Waktu dia uh, reach enlightenment ya, mm-hmm. dia itu in a way differentiate his teachings to the people that he met. Jadi, mm. if he met a lay person gitu, atau ordinary person lah ya, <laughs> teachings dia tuh more focuses on kayak doing good things, doing good karma. Kenapa? Karena lu nanti bisa end up in heaven. Gitu. Yeah. Nah, tapi kalau dia ngelihat nih, misalnya orang ini, wah, ini dia ada potensial nih buat enlighten gitu. Dia mm. bakal kasih teachingnya lebih in-depth lagi. Nah, hmm. dia ngasih teaching-nya itu how to end suffering. Jadi how to escape from the law of cause and effects. Jadi itu juga central idea of Buddhism suffering. Jadi 
as long as you are still in samsara ya according mm-hmm. to buddhist cosmology samsara mm-hmm. itu meaning the whole universe ya mm-hmm. itu you are still subject to suffering gitu but when you end the suffering you also end the pleasure no or is True. pleasure part of the suffering so gini za so in buddhism actually happiness itu it's not something that you can be obtained from pleasures gitu loh Zab. Okay. Jadi happiness itu nih according to my perception lagi-lagi ya Zab. Yeah. Itu how to be stable from kayak both pleasure and sufferings. Misalnya lu dapat pleasures ya ibaratnya kalau in my Islamic tradition ya eh, we say alhamdulillah gitu. <laughs> yeah. Tapi kalau misalnya lu dapat suffering juga, lu sakit, keluarga lu meninggal, lu breakup. Nah, tapi, tapi alhamdulillah juga. Karena itu adalah opportunity lu buat praktis the dhamma, the teachings. Gitu. That is true happiness. According to my own interpretation. I would say the term is equanimity. The quality of being stable. Both from kayak suffering... Yeah. Pleasures and pain, gitu. In a way, achieving some sort of balance in both. You can still feel pleasure and pain, of course. Tapi, yeah. you are not being affected that much, gitu loh. Ah. Kayak lu gak jadi emotional, gitu loh. Kalau yeah. lu seneng kalau lu lagi kayak, ya, lu misalnya menang loteri doang. Mm. Atau misalnya lu hangout sama keluar jalan-jalan. Yeah. Atau lu... Misalnya dapet race, promotion, tapi lu kalau dapet kejadian buruk dikit, misalnya keluarga lu meninggal, atau misalnya lu tiba-tiba di fire dari your job, itu juga hmm. lu emotionally kayak affected by it gitu loh, yeah. greatly gitu. But isn't tapi, it also, isn't it also kind of a bad thing because you won't be as happy? Interesting question tuh. Lu tahu gua kan, gua kan kayak yeah. dulu kan orangnya kayak cheerful dan happy go lucky gitu kan. Yeah. I'm always kayak seeking kayak happiness gitu loh in mm. kayak everything sih actually. But when there's bad stuff you would feel more intensely. Itu iya. And in a way kalau di bahasa Indonesia tuh termnya tuh pisau bermata dua happiness itu. <laughs> Double edged sword. Betul. Jadi ini balik lagi ke the idea of impermanence ya. Happiness pun juga impermanence gitu. Dia datang, mm-hmm. dia pergi. Kalau dia pergi, dia nggak ada. Lu tuh suffer dari situ. Mm-hmm. Ya, itu gue udah ngerasain sendiri. Gitu. Ketika nggak mm-hmm. ada, gue mau lagi. Gue mau cari lagi gitu happiness. <laughs> bener, 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 bener. That's very yeah, kan? true. Yeah. I think I can sort of understand what you mean by that. To be honest, in the recent years, I've been feeling a lot of negative emotions and I always kept trying to seek happiness or any positive emotion as a sort of quick relief or like a cover-up, which sometimes actually led to more negative emotions afterwards. And what I realized is that sometimes you should just embrace being sad or be happy or content with having negative emotions Because it will always come back, and as you said, there will always be pain and suffering in this world, as well as pleasure. So you might as well get used to the pain and suffering. Yeah, in a way, itu apa yang gue udah jelasin, Jadi, lu embrace yeah, the suffering. Yeah, exactly, because you're going to feel this for a long time anyways, so you might as well make the most of it. In True, the, itu i- <laughs> Have I become a Buddhist now? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> boy. <laughs> it's funny because when I kind of read about these kind of things, especially with Buddhism, it's like, you always feel like, oh shit, you know, like, that's me. And mm. it always makes me feel somewhat, some, it makes me feel less alone, but also it makes me feel a bit skeptical. It's just skeptical because it's like, if I'm thinking this, then why is it so special? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, coming from you, I know. Yeah, like it's it's a little difficult, you know, because, I don't know, I'm not a prophet or anything, you know, I'm not, I'm not a religious leader and I'm no, I'm no one special, but 
Tapi yeah. ya maksud gue, lu udah possess <laughs> quality of being a good Buddhist, is that? Dengan kayak you being skeptical. Shit. Yang kayak tadi gue jelasin awal. Shit, wow. This is... This episode is Zaka becoming a Buddhist then. <laughs> so the point in Buddhism is to reach nirvana, to escape the laws of cause and effect, which can be kind of interpreted as the goal of your life. When and how did you question your existence and the meaning of your existence? I started to explore for myself what is the meaning of life. This was back when I was in uni. Okay, I tried to answer the meaning of life through several lenses. Gitu, okay, for instance, yeah, mm-hmm. in a biological perspective, misalnya, yeah. the meaning of life for human kan is to reproduce, gitu kan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kan? Or like uh, in, you know, the Indonesian dream, kalau gue bilang, <laughs> the Indonesian dream perspective, kan? <laughs> <laughs> the of life is to work generating asset yeah. maybe like I Avanza <laughs> marry a woman yeah. have a child and yeah. stuff Upgrade stuff like that lah. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah none, none of those answers kind of satisfy me mm. until I was exposed to the idea of existentialism hmm uh through Satre's book, <laughs> Jean Paul Satre. Yeah. Uh, that was in 2016. Mm-hmm. So, I remember the yang that really got me. Yeah. yeah. Si Satre bilang, man, first of all, exists, encounters himself, surges up in the world, and divine himself afterward. Jadi, the idea yang gue nangkep ya waktu itu hmm. is basically life kalau satre bilangnya life is without meaning tapi we as a human should create our own value jadi itu kayak tus itu kayak wow ini kayak the middle way between kayak nihilism and kayak determinism gitu iya sih waktu itu gue jadi itu i think that was what made it interesting with beliefs and philosophies such as nihilism and determinism, etc., etc., what approach does Buddhism take? Existentialism. Existentialism. Yeah, because you, in a way, you create your own meaning. Yeah, it depends on your desired outcome, as I said before. So it's still aligned with yeah. my current value, you know. Makanya itu yang kenapa gue seneng juga with yeah. Buddhism. Do you think that everyone should try Buddhism and be a Buddhist? This is my statement. Okay. I don't think Buddhism is for everyone. Kenapa? Karena it's a very, I would say, realistic teachings. In a way, kalau orang dengar gitu, kayak bisa kayak slightly pessimistic gitu loh viewnya. Karena ya yeah, for noble truth aja, the first one is there is suffering. Temanya tuh suffering, suffering, suffering. Life okay. is suffering. Gitu kan. Yeah. Tapi sebenarnya tuh kalau gue ngelihatnya Kenapa Siddhartha ngajarin suffering? Karena kayak dokter aja sih, Zat. Lu sakit nih, misalnya. <laughs> ya, lu mau dokter lu kayak ngasih tahu kan. Kayak lu tuh ada penyakit gitu. Yeah. And there is a way to end that penyakit gitu kan. Kayak yeah. lu nggak mau kan. Kayak lu ada penyakit tapi dokternya kayak, Oh, nggak apa-apa. Lu tuh nggak sakit kok. <laughs> kayak... Okay. Gak apa yang penting kayak lu ngapi aja lu ngebuka sakit itu kan nggak gitu kan lu maunya lu mau iya. sembuh kan iya iya ya gitu makanya gue bilang kalau misalnya orang baru ke expose sama the idea of Buddhism hmm. kayak gue waktu dulu sih I would say kayak it's very apa ya kayak cold and pessimistic hmm. tapi the more I learn itu sebenarnya realistic sih it's not optimistic hmm. and it's not kayak uh, pessimistic it's realistic. Wow. So, I guess it's been a long time coming then for you to get into Buddhism. I've got to say, though, I'm happy that you found a belief that actually aligns with yourself and that actually helps you in life. Also, I want to 
personally commend you for your bravery with committing to this, you know, despite your circumstances with your family and whatnot. Do you have anything to say to those who are interested in Buddhism or still learning about it? Ada. Jadi kalau pesan gua itu bisa ditemukan dengan kalimatnya Siddhartha sendiri hmm. yang tadi gua udah jelasin. Ehipasiko, come and see yourself. Menurut gua ada baiknya untuk orang-orang approach dalam mempelajari sesuatu itu adalah berdasarkan eksperimen maksudnya harus dicoba dahulu untuk mengetahui kebenarannya gitu. Jadi nggak masalah selama mau itu ajaran manapun, selama itu suitable dan tidak merugikan orang lain, to just go for it. Alright, well, thank you for being in this episode, Omar. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Zaka. I do hope to hear more about your journey to enlightenment in the future. This is Cool Life Crisis Podcast. Thank you very much for listening.